Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Bharati Jagdish, and Ryan Huang. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. Wow, uh, what an interesting topic. Virtual real estate. Yeah, I always say if you can't afford real estate in real life... <laughs> Consider buying land in the metaverse. In fact, some people have been buying virtual land on the moon for quite some time also, you know. Yeah, there is a similarity there. This is big business, you know, NFTs. And now you've got virtual land as part of that subsector. And the likes of Snoop Dogg, the rapper, has been one of the many celebrities just banking on this trend. So much so that if you perhaps own the adjacent plot to what he's just bought, he... <laughs> Also raises the value of um, your property right. because he's next to you. What if I bought mm. virtual sunlight? Then I'm hmm. owed dividends, right? Because everybody needs me. That is a thought. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. You see, it all sounds exciting, yet sometimes it sounds scammy. So I really don't know what to make of this at this point yet. Yeah, it's tough, right? Because yeah. that's the nature with new things. You still have to navigate the ins and outs of it. And there is so much to uncover. Let's get a bigger picture from Sunny Hamid. He is the Director of Wealth Management for Financial Alliance. Sunny, how are things doing in the Sunnyverse? Um, enjoying the virtual sunlight here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've been dabbling in this quite a bit. You've been watching it very closely. Now, walk us through the basic 101. What's out there when it comes to options? We hear names like the Sandbox and the Central Land. How do you get a piece of land? Well, it's really, I mean, just in a, in a, in a few sentences, this is really what we call a decentralization of what we know today of the normal gamings that we have, you know, things like uh, Grand Theft Auto and such. Those are very centralized. Mm. That has moved on to a semi-centralized gaming uh, environment like Axis Infinity and so on, and now fully centralized like Sandbox, Decentraland. Um, it's really where the players and the public can get a piece of the pie rather than the developers or the creators of the game hang on to the bulk of the profits. So that's really attractive because developers can go in, build their own games on their virtual land, mm. monetize it and such. And that's why I think the value is increasing because there's an opportunity to monetize and make money. Right, Sonny, what prices are we talking about? And when you buy a piece of land, do you have to also to buy the extra stuff like the bricks to build your house? Is it subject to also taxes? Is it freehold? <laughs> yeah, it's freehold. It is freehold. You really can have multitude of, of users. I mean, someone who goes in to buy a land can just mainly buy and hold if he wanted to. He could rent it out to someone who wants to build a particular game on it. Um, if you're a game or if you're a developer, you could build, buy the land, build a game and monetize it. You could actually work with a corporation to let the corporation advertise on your land and, and do a lot of things. So people who build museums, NFT museums on these lands, you know, uh, games and so on. So there are many, many things that, that, that you can do. So it's, it's really, um, the sky's the limit in, in terms mm-hmm. of what you can do. Yeah. Yeah, give us a sense of uh, how much it's grown in terms of client interest and yourself. Um, what's been standing out for you from this virtual land space? Well, it really took off after Facebook changed, name changed to Meta. Just give an example, about two months ago or rather six weeks ago, I think Mark Zuckerberg, prior to his announcement, you could find land on um, a sandbox maybe at, uh, and they sell it in terms of plot, they call it a one times one, maybe less than 40000 or 50000 US dollars. 
today is going roughly about 130,000. Mm. So about three, three X from, from there. Um, so that, that's really what we're talking about. And, and I think because it's limited, it's an F- NFT is unique. There's only virtually a limited supply of it. So as more and more people uh, get involved in it, I think probably they could go out. I mean, just look at, for example, Access Infinity. It's a game that, you know, the kids are very familiar with. It's a listed company in the, in the U.S. It has about, I think, 20 million users per day and about more than 200 million per month. And really, you know, advertisers, corporations, people like Nike, Coca-Cola, they're mm-hmm. getting into the picture because of, of the foot, foot I mean, of the people, number of people getting involved. Right, Sunny, this is a concept that many of us are still trying to wrap our heads around. So how does this actually work? Because when we think about market forces, it usually usually revolves around supply and demand. And when things are virtual, isn't the land unlimited theoretically when they can just make more land to sell? So it's, very, it's because it's NFT is a unique kind of uh, uh, supply, meaning to say there will be only, for example, in Sandbox. Um, sandbox, um, uh, Metaverse, so to say, has about 166,000 pieces of one times one plots and that's going to be only that amount someone else may come up with a different metaverse with another set of land but that's not the sandbox land that's just another so it's, it's like there's orchard road there's Amokyo, there's Bishan, there are lands everywhere uh, but specifically for that location for that particular brand name there's only going to be a limited supply yeah, talking about location, right? How should investors you know, decide what to pick or even bet on? Because everyone's come up with their own thing. There's the central land, the sandbox, even Melina um, Trump has her own version, Millennium Vision. So you've got a slew of options. How do you decide what to pick? Well, really, it's, it's a question of how, how much or how many people the land that particular metaverse can attract. Because that's really the, the, how you get the value. Um, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Axis Infinity, even the central land. Um, there are thousands of people who go through that metaverse every single day, either to play games, to look around and mm. such. So, you know, that really uh, is attractiveness to, let's say, for example, an advertiser who goes in and, and, and puts his billboards in, on people's lands. Or even, uh, give an example, Coca-Cola who creates NFT Coke cans, which are NFTs and puts it around, asks people to go and search for it. You know, this is really the, when you look at our kids, for example, who spend hours and hours mm. on, 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 in, in, in a virtual world, uh, these are really the consumers of the future. Mm. And so I think the anticipation is that this generation will spend a lot of time online and, and that's where the money is for advertising. All right, Sunny, we've got to wrap things up with you know, outlining the risks around this. Now, what are liquidity? Is this a niche limited market? And is there a risk as well that this will just disappear and close down? We've seen this happen in a few cryptocurrencies already. Of course. Uh, there are many. Of course, there's, there's one group which is the, the scams, the pump and dumps and such, which um, sometimes as a newbie or someone who's new, it's very hard to tell. So I think in the early stage of any kind of innovation adoption, you try and stick with really the well-known names, the more familiar names. That's not to say that the risk isn't there, uh, but it just lowers down the possibility of that being either a scam or a pump and dump. Um, so I think that, that's, that's, that's key. And I think anybody entering into this space itself must really understand that the risk is still very high. It's a very new asset class. It's one which offers a lot of opportunities, but also a lot of downside risk. All right. We've been chatting Sunny Hamid. He is the Director of Wealth Management and also the Sunny Versus Financial Alliance. Sunny, <laughs> thanks for your time today and we'll catch up with you again you. soon. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. 
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.